Now, on the tee, it's Maddie and the Caddy. Here's Matt Barry and Michael Collins. It is your weekly tee box dysfunction. Alongside the Caddy, Michael Collins. I am the Maddie. Happy Maddie and Caddy Wednesday. Uh, we will. We are going to do our best uh, to get this out. We'll not do our best. Our, our time will be uh, Wednesdays. Wednesday mornings, late morning, early afternoon, as we embark on the football season and the non-off season that is the off season in golf. <laughs> so that'll be the schedule going forward. Yeah, the forward. season's over. Wait, what? Well, kind of yeah, for a couple weeks, and then they'll <laughs> yeah. resume. Yeah, who wants to take a two week break nap? But, but we uh, we come to you on the first Wednesday after the FedEx Cup Championship and the payday, and perhaps one of the quietest dominant seasons we've seen out of a player in a long time and Rory McIlroy. And it's kind of ironic because there is an argument to be made for Rory winning player of the year. I know. Even though Brooks won it, both of them won three times. Like if you let Rory's wins is nothing to sneeze at. Counting, I mean, he threw the players championship in there too. The only thing, the only thing that's difficult, I think, for Rory's three wins is, and not to take anything away from the Tour Championship, but especially this year in the condensed schedule, all everyone talked about was how exhausted they were. So you beat twenty nine exhausted dudes, regardless of how good they are. Well, right? everybody but, was exhausted, right? But I'm saying, like, it's not like you were at your peak and everyone else was at their peak. Even when I talked to Rory, he was like, I'd be lying if I didn't tell you I was popping Tylenol in between rounds. Yeah. I mean, but again, it's a level playing field. Everyone's like that. True. That's so it's true, not but like, I'm just you saying, know, it's easier to beat 29 beat-up dudes than 156 beat-up dudes. Chances well, yeah, are I mean, you're going to have one guy who's a little fresher. Yeah, but, but that's the thing with that's the thing with the uh, with the new format. I mean that's the way you, it goes down. I mean it's it's a it's an elimination type scenario. So, you know, he didn't. What was your big takeaway from Justin Thomas starting with a two? You know, they got like, lucky. I'll tell you, they got lucky because you know I thought we you know we were pretty critical of the format and and most people were because they didn't understand it. But then when when Thomas went out Thursday and went even, and then Kepka went low, well, not low, three under. And was it Cantley or Shoffley that 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 got tied? That was Can't tied for the yeah. So after the first round, you had a three way tie for first, and then essentially that was gone. So the fact that the the PGA Tour and the FedEx Cup standings were able to be null and void after the first round, that was very very fortunate for the tournament because then all of a sudden you had an actual tournament. It could have been horrible. I don't, man. The I tell you what, the PGA Tour must have like a rainbow painted horseshoe with unicorns on it or something because how they dodge such a bullet. Yeah, every single time. Remember a couple of years ago when Paul Casey could have won, literally could have won the the FedEx Cup with a third place finish, which would have then made him FedEx Cup champ without one win in the season, and, like, they just dodged that bullet. It was crazy. But last year kind of was where you understand going, you know what? Uh, 
Tiger Woods, man, that was awesome, right? Yeah. Hey, who won the FedEx Cup? I don't know. Yeah, now you know. <laughs> but that was it wasn't Tiger. Nope. But that's the and I can't believe I'm gonna say this, but this was actually the best format they've had. And it was like that because again, like you just said, they they had good fortune shining on them because look at it this way. Rory would have won anyway. If it would have all started, if everyone would have started at even par, that's again where the tour has that unicorn painted horseshoe is that if you went, oh yeah, but if everyone started the tournament at even, yeah, Rory would have still won by three. Shut up. It's just, it's, I, it drives, I don't know. I know it shouldn't drive me crazy, but it does how lucky the tour keeps getting. Well, what do you mean? Yeah, Rory was on fire on Sunday. Rory, there was no if, way. If everyone starts at even par, Rory shoots thirteen under and beats Xander Schauffele by three shots. Right. No, oh, yeah. And yeah, Xander just... finished tied for second anyway. Yeah, but I don't like doing hypotheticals. I, I yeah, but you have to look at like what would have been and could have been as far as format goes because you want to comp- you want to be able to compare it. No, I don't like, think is you this do. Format? Yeah, is this format perfect? No. No, I don't can think they you make can. Though tweets? here's why you, here's why you can't. That's the whole basis of this conversation. This worked so well, it's not going anywhere. It worked so well this year. What happens next year? That doesn't matter. Again, that's hypothetical. You can't deal in hypotheticals. But you have to deal in Why? hypotheticals Why? when it comes to stuff like Here's the perfect example. NASCAR and the Sprint Cup. Here's your perfect example right there. Why is it perfect? The perfect example is because... That is still one of those things where you're like, hey, who's going to win the big cup thing at the end? You'd be like, I don't know. It's 30 cars racing, but only four guys have a chance, and the guy who finishes fifth, he gets the big prize. Like, nah, yeah. I really. does anyone really care about that? Nope. No one really cares about so it. So why are you, you – but I don't understand. You're, um, you're losing So what here. I'm saying is – what I'm saying is, like, last year, last year Tiger Woods wins the, the, the tour championship, right? right? And it's and the Justin greatest Rose. – it's amazing, and no one knows that Justin Rose okay. wins the FedEx. But why, again, so why are you using last year as an example? Because every, this year everyone, too, was talking about how it was ni- the ratings were up 90%, not compared to last year, but compared to two years ago and three years ago, how the ratings were up so high. But there's a combination of reasons why that could have been. What I'm comparing this to is it's still not perfect. Like, yes, it was good, but it was good because – Justin Thomas didn't shoot six under the first day. Like, if Justin Thomas is on and shoots six under the first day, this is over. Yeah. Like, it is done. And if Georgia does something different, they beat Alabama, but they didn't. Alabama won the SEC championship and won the national championship and over it. You can't, again, there's Correct, no— but you know why you keep—you know why they made tweaks— to the national championship in the way that that format because they knew it wasn't perfect. What are you talking so, about? Since when? Yeah, what, what tweak? I'm is, saying from 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 jump, like when they went from, hey man, we're just going to do from the, the coaches poll in USA Today, and oh, you know what? Let's throw a computer in there. The computer will know what to do, and then the computer was like, nah, no, but actually, I, the computer can't watch games. They haven't so we made to- they haven't made one tweak since Alabama's beat Georgia, and they didn't make they hadn't made one tweak. Yes, but there's a combination of things that go into it is what I'm saying, right? Like, it's not – I'm okay, saying from, so let me from ask way you back in the day. Let I'm me ask you this. Way, okay. Who won the FedEx Cup? The guy who was supposed to, Rory McIlroy. No, who – okay. Is that debatable? 
What do you mean? Is it debatable? Deb- no. is it, is it, do- nah, he won. Did he win the tournament as well? It's not a tournament. He just won the FedEx Cup. Okay, did he win at Eastlake? Did he win the Tour Championship? It's There's one event. That's it. There's no combo. But he just won a- the FedEx Cup. That's it. There right. is no, did he win the FedEx Cup and the okay. Tour Championship? By winning the, tour, the tour, cha- championship. By winning the tour Championship, he won the FedEx Cup. Correct. Okay, so there's no debate. It worked. That's it. There's no gray area here. It wor- Yes, it worked this year that he was the guy who shot the lowest score for the week if they all started at zero. And he was also the guy who won when they didn't start at zero. Awesome. That's fantastic. But it's not always going to happen that way. Like, it's great that it don't. happened the first year. That's great that it happened the first year. But, isn't but it's that not always you... going to happen that way. And look, you don't know we that. talked about this before. You even you said, even you said before that you weren't crazy about calling this playoffs. Uh, 100%. I, 100%. And I wasn't, okay, cra- and I wasn't so crazy about the format. You can't now be like, hey, man. It's perfect. No, it ain't. It ain't perfect just because it worked out this year. It's great that it worked out this year, but that doesn't mean you can't make some tweaks to it going forward so that it gets even better. Why tweak it? That's my my whole point in this argument now that's taking too long. So what you're saying is let's wait until something disastrous happens. What I'm saying is is I was Let's play in traffic until someone gets hit by a car, or we can put a red light up now. No, no, let's wait. Okay, give me a red light. I just told you a red light. Which was? I just told you the red light is the guy who shoots the lowest score for the week doesn't win. Did that happen? Or a guy like Brooks Kepka who starts the beginning of the playoffs in first place ends up finishing 19th. Well, like, and that's don't, his go, big don't bonus. go three over on Sunday. But what I'm saying, I understand that. All I'm saying is there are still better ways as well. Or, you know what? Here's you want to fix it completely. It's not the playoffs anymore. It's just the FedEx Cup. What needs to be fixed? This worked famously. You had a dude that won the players. I think he finished in the top ten at the Masters. He did. So you're talking about a player. Yeah, he had, and, out of 14 starts, he had 10 top tens, and so, that's fence. He did. He had a really nice year. Okay, so he, had a he nice was year. rewarded for it by winning the last event. It's not like Wait Jason. A minute. It's See, not like now, in the playoffs, if you're the wild card team, did you have a really nice year? Did that happen? Or did you back into the playoffs? Did it and happen? Then, did what has it did, happened that a did, wild card team wins the championship? Yes. Did Jason Kokrak just win the tour championship that I'm not familiar with? <laughs> no. Then what's the problem? I just I already told you. I think the, golf had a remarkable weekend. I think that they, I completely agree. But you want to change be it. better. But you want to change it. I just said I agree that golf had an amazing weekend. Can it be better? Now, can it be settled, better and get more people? Can it be better and get more people to tune in? You had Brooks Absolutely. Kep- no, you can't. Well, yeah, put Tiger in it. Thank you. But that's one. You had, and, and there you go. You just made the argument. Let me get this straight. You know what's an awesome end of the season? A a celebration of the year that doesn't have the Masters champion and the Open champion. By the way, if you, were, I'm sorry, if you, you were, you didn't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't want Tiger Woods to. Hey. So let me get this straight. If you make it to the Tour Championship, you qualify for the Masters. But if you win the Masters, you don't get the reciprocation. How about yeah, okay. this? How about All this? Right. If you were buttoned, hey Shane Lowry, how you doing? If you were more buttoned up in your argument, you would have come up with it yourself. But I didn't have to come up with it. I just did. Now you threw me I'm off. Even pa- serious jumping in. Let me ask you. Let me ask you this: What more, based on the field that we were given, I what more? I just, what more go. could NBC have wanted out of this field 
than getting McElroy and Kepka in the final pairing on a Sunday. Dustin Ke- Johnson and oh, what? More than more than McElroy and Kepka. Uh what? In the you final pairing. Said, you just said what more could you have gotten? You just said what more? And I'm telling you, they, they could have gotten more. I'm not look, I'm not saying that Here's what I think it happened. Was, you're, you're taking this like I'm saying that this was bad. No, I'm not. not saying that it was bad. That's not what I'm saying. Like, I understand. I understand. Hey, yeah, it's awesome. It was great. But, you know, look, Rory McElroy and Brooks Kepka in the final group. And if I throw Dustin Johnson and Patrick Reed in the second to last group with Can I ask Justin you Thomas and... Like what? Can I ask you something? Did Dustin Johnson not have an opportunity to put himself in the last group? Can't he? That's con- not what you asked me. Can he control that's that? That's not what you asked me. But he can control that, right? I, that's not what you. See, asked you're me. just you're just catching my crosshairs because <laughs> I'm sick and tired. Like I'm le- this is legitimate. I can't stand hypothetical when we have something that's right in front of us, and that awesome. I think we do in sports all of the time instead of taking. What happened, fact, data, in front of you, reality, we always try to, you know, morph something that's not there or hasn't happened yet. When we should, you know, I just, I don't understand. I agree. Look, I understand celebrating the moment and it was awesome. But our job is also not to look at today and yesterday. Our job is to look at today and tomorrow. (laughs) <laughs> so yes, fantastic. It was great everything that happened and the way that it played out worked out perfectly. Can we count on that happening every year? No. No. No you can't. We can. cannot. And that's fine. And it's okay that we can't. Are there things that we can do that might make it a little bit better in the future? Yes. That doesn't take anything away from what happened already. It does that doesn't take anything away from it. But it doesn't it doesn't make it bad for us to look forward and go, hey, next year, you know, what would be awesome. Like, they, it, but why? It we always, made, I, you're it, making sense now. And I agree. Like, I think the best way to do it was the idea you pitched last week. I thought that was a phenomenal idea. I still believe that's a phenomenal idea. But here, the here and the now is it's not going to change. I just don't like why are we always trying to fix I don't know that we're trying to fix. Fix is the wrong word because fix implies that we have something that's broken. This is not necessarily broken. I agree with you on that. Again, see again, in our, we'll find common ground. And in finding common ground, I'm saying what we have with the way that the playoffs are, are, see again, playoffs, the way that the FedEx Cup is set up. We'll call it a tournament. Let's call it. We'll just call it, no, we'll just call it the FedEx Cup. Okay. The way that the FedEx Cup is set up, it's not broken. And it worked out really good. And it was good drama going into the weekend. It was just good drama throughout. It was a really great FedEx Cup from beginning to end. It was really good. That being said, it's not broken, but can it get better? Like, just be, you look, the New England Patriots, if they go 16 and 1, you're like, what an amazing season. Could it get better? Well, yeah, they still lost the game. 
no matter what. So well, there's only been one team to go undefeated in NFL history. Yeah, that's right. So every NFL team, no matter how good you do, none of them say, "Man, we're going to keep it exactly Here. how it was." Not one. I'll give not the, one. I'll give you the analogy you were looking for, and this is my problem with what's going on right now in general, not just golf. We can't always take an instance and react to deteriorate the product. The example that I will give you is now officials being able to review pass interference calls in I the NFL. Agree with you. Let me tell you what's going to happen there. It's going to deteriorate the product because we had one incident. We overreact, and now we have to just completely change and agree. change and change and change. And Actually, change and change. what I don't say it's going to it. It's not going to deteriorate the product. What's going to happen? Well, from a viewing is, experience and the stopping and start, I think I, I don't mean the product. I, think it's I don't mean the field product. The, I that, think it's going to affect the game. It's going to affect more than one game. That's what I mean. It's going to be game is, flow. It's going to be worse. That's what I'm saying. So right. this a bad call affected one game. Yes, it was one of the biggest games ever. But now because of the knee jerk reaction, right? The knee jerk reaction is going to affect more games, and that's than why one bad call affected. And that's why I'm challenging you on this opinion is a bigger picture because that's just the way it is rather than, you know, because you look, and I know this is a golf podcast, but I would venture to say most people who listen to Maddie and Academy are also football fans. You watch. Michael, as sure as the sun comes up, by week three, there is going to be two or three instances a week where, one, like you said, it's going to change the outcome of a game. Because we decided one play should change the entire league for the rest of the league. And you're going to see something happen that wouldn't have been called in the history of football that isn't that egregious, and it's going to ruin game flow, and it's going to dictate the outcome. I agree with that, but here's the difference. The difference is the knee-jerk reaction was to actually a mistake and something that was wrong and couldn't be fixed. That's the knee-jerk reaction that where the pendulum swung way too far the other way and that's always the case where when there's a mistake made instead of just going man we really messed up really apologized there's nothing we could have done right human error comes into it and it just was unfortunate that it happened in this case in such a big moment but no we're going to need your reaction to go we got to change everything but (laughs) the difference between that and this is nothing was wrong with what we had nothing is wrong with the product that we have just like I, just like the analogy that I made, there is nothing wrong with a Super Bowl winning team. But just because there's nothing wrong with the Super Bowl winning team doesn't mean that they can't get even better. Oh yeah, you see that in business all the time. Apple or whichever product you choose, they there have been, you go. The Apple's a perfect one. They've like, been hey, man, doing. We got some great stuff, but you we know, can we make need it better. Do? Raise the price. <laughs> well, no, they can take force you to buy the new stuff. There no, you go. What they do is they take. The already phenomenal technology, and they advance it and make it better. And do does everyone think that it's better? No, not everybody. But you see what I'm saying? Like it's okay. It's okay. And there are some people that would say that would go back to your first argument. There's nothing wrong with how iPhone two was. It was perfect. It was perfect, right? Like you're going to get people that would make that argument all the time. But then in the long run, you're like, hmm. You know what? The iPhone X. It's still got some bugs, but it's pretty daggone good. Yeah, it was perfect until they give the new software release that makes your other one obsolete. They control. See, see that's yeah. that's the that's, isn't that the most annoying thing? Oh. Like all of a sudden the software release right. comes out, and you're like, oh, 
But you know, what? you know how that's like? That's like that's <laughs> that's very similar to the PGA tour saying, Hey man, great year. Everything yeah. that you did, never mind. We're so here you go. Don't worry about what you did before. Well, we we would agree though. We would agree that the the FedEx Cup, whatever, or we're just calling it the FedEx Cup. We yeah. would agree that's been kind of a hot button topic since its inception because sure. I still don't believe anyone understands what it is. You know what? And you, you know what? Ironically, this is the one year that everyone's understood what it was, minus the whole ten under, eight nine under, eight under thing, and minus the fact that a lot of people are like, "Hey, what time does Tiger tee off?" <laughs> But see, that's what I mean. Little tweaks like that. Like, come on, man. If you're the Masters champion, seriously. If you're the Open champion, and like, that's what that I'm saying. I, agree. I, don't, 100%. I don't care what the name is. 100%. Yeah. Like, you're going to you win tell a major, me, you're in. Yeah. If you win a major, come on, man. It, I agree. That's what I, this year, that would have been two guys. It would have been 16 twosomes. Oh, my gosh. Which, here's the pivot. You know what no one bitched about this week? What? Slow play. You know why? Because it was a smaller field. And because they played in three hours and 26 minutes on Sunday. On Saturday, they ha- or on Friday, after the round on Thursday, they pushed tee times up an hour. Like forward because they played too fast. They That's were great. off way before TV was smaller ready. Smaller field, less delays. You had weather. I don't know if you noticed, Bryson DeChambeau in the field. Like, he was one of the guys playing fast, too. Right, Everybody he, playing the same thing. That's why I'm telling you that whole slow play thing was such fake outrage. It's a joke. Oh, well, we're not going. Well, I'm not going. No, back we don't have to go back there. I just needed to bring that point well, up. Well, I'll tell you. That, but, but, again, no one said a thing about slow. Like, you know, this is an issue that has to be fixed, and the commissioner got to do something. Yeah. And if you want to know why nothing gets done, it's because of weeks like this. Because no wind, soft golf course. Everybody going low, they fly around the golf course. Yeah, but Bryson also said that he was going to do himself to – he was going to do whatever he could to try to correct that. I mean, he's – look, you, you're right. It was different, but he even admitted that, like, I'm going to do what I can to try to speed things up. But, yeah, he's not going to take two minutes on a putt and, oh, for, you know, just heads up, Bryson finished T12, made himself a check for 682500 Good Hello. money. Hey, there's good money yep. in that FedEx. Last, All right, so last Roy McIlroy – Roy McIlroy, not great in the majors. He won the players. He was, uh, which isn't a major. I know we'll get up. It's not. I know that. Um, tied for 21st in the Masters. Not great at all. PGA Championship, T8. U.S. Open, T9. Open Championship, missed the cut. So he did what he had to do statistically. He was one of the best players on tour. I'm not going to change my – you know me. I was always at the height of his powers. He's the best player in the planet. You still feel that way? Well, I remember I backed off that with Kepka. Yes. Now I'm saying, I, are you going back? Because I know someone who did. I would, One of my I, friends did what you did. Backed yeah. off, and then he wins, and now he's like, hey, told you, Rory's the man. I'm, oh, boy, here we go. No, but I do – I will say that when you saw what I saw, that at the height of his powers, he'll beat anybody. Doesn't mean – I mean, at the height – if you have Brooks and him at the height of their powers – I'm probably, yeah, I was go careful, yeah, careful I, treading here. I can't, careful I can't answer this treading. question just now, because I just, I don't. <laughs> I, I love that Rory admitted. Look, Brooks kicked my. This is Rory's words. Quote: Brooks kicked my ass in Memphis. Yeah, during the WGC, and he was happy to return the favor. And I love the fact that Rory. I don't. You don't necessarily have to say he threw shade, but let's say. 
what he said basically laid a gauntlet down and gave Brooks some bulletin board material for the gym when Rory said, I envision playing like I played against Brooks many more times in the future, which is like saying the more times than not, when me and you go toe to toe, I'm going to take you out. Like, I love that. Yeah, no, that's I, good. Yeah, that's good for golf because I I like villains and I like and then Brooks had had developed the villain role for a while. I just was more stunned that a guy that we see show up in big spots, Brooks was all over the course on Sunday. Yeah, his driver. Well, Saturday too. That like surprised his, me. Uh, he, he had a two way miss going. Yeah, that's what's crazy. And it's, on the seventh, when he hooked it left. And it went into the trees. And behind those trees, what the cameras didn't show you is, like, the maintenance area. And the ball went through the – because I was following him. And the ball went through all these heavy leaves there. And you could tell it didn't make that loud sound like it hit wood. So – That surprised me more than anything because you're just like, oh, dude, he's going to be in in Sunday mode. He's going to be Robot Kepka, And he's going to – He's this is going to be a, we're going to watch this to the end and then you know the double bogey where he lost his ball I mean there was just weird stuff you're like how is this happening so again <laughs> if that's the last bit of championship golf we get in terms of top to bottom star power you know I I I like the way that it ended up with probably Roy McIlroy who statistically has been better than everybody else on tour this year winning congratulations to him he said um, it was important to him to win the Varden, which is the scoring title. Look, which is I, cool. I bet. I mean, yeah. he again for a guy that really didn't show up in the majors to do what he did uh, is incredible. All right, I I want to wish you uh, happy anniversary. What? Twenty three years ago today, Tiger had his press conference at the Greater Milwaukee Open, nineteen ninety six, wow. and gave us the Hello World. Yeah. 23 years ago today. It's been that long? 23 years. And now he goes and gets knee surgery. There you go. <laughs> he gets arthroscopic, which now surgery for Tiger has become an oil change. Yeah, it's, a, it's like it's going like to It's like every 3,000 miles I just go in, get oil, lube, and filter, get some stuff cleaned up. Yeah. You know. It's like going to the dentist. Like, hey, you know. You, 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 <laughs> just the hey, cleaning. You mind popping something in my knee just having a look around? <laughs> <laughs> you mind checking that out? Is there anything you know, I need to find? Yeah, it's, it's all right. Just pop the hood real quick. There you go. Hey, you want the synthetic or you want the old school oil? Yeah, Which we, do you want in there? You know yeah, what? I put would, the old school. Yeah, I'll be back in 3,000 miles. Yeah, we're good. Whatever, you know. Whatever you, <laughs> whatever you think. So yeah, Tiger, I mean, he says he's still going to play in Japan in uh, October. Yeah. I had some loose cartilage. And in terms of, look, that's the other thing I said this morning, that by Tiger standards, when you've had that many back surgeries and you've fused your back together, Cleaning out cartilage, we were joking around, and you know they always say no surgery is minor, but cleaning out cartilage and a little exploratory scope for him, it is like going to the dentist and having your wisdom teeth pulled. Yeah, it 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 sure seems like that. At least with Tiger nowadays. But the funny thing too, that had to be bothering him for a while. I bet. And even after all of this time, even after all of this time, you couldn't say nothing. Like, don't tell me that your knee wasn't bothering you during the three playoff events, one of which you WD'd. Yeah, it's never going to be his MO, though. But I don't understand why. Like, 
I don't understand why you don't say anything to people like that because now the now when you have a procedure like this mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, I'm already walking again. Well, well, wait a minute. You're gonna not only are you supposed to play in Zozo, which he said he remember, will. What's that? Which he said he still will. He still will, but he he keeps leaving out the part that he's playing in that little skins game free money event. Like that's the one. Where you get the pay, super paid appearance fee. Like you're getting a big old check. And it just, oh, by the way, happens to be at the same golf course a couple of days before the tournament starts. <gasps> what amazing coincidence because you wouldn't be allowed to do it the week of the tournament since right. that's a no-no on the PGA. Like, come on, man. Stop talking to me like I'm four years old. Like, we get it. All right? There are ways around the appearance fee. Knock it off. But at least come out and say... I hope to be good to go for my skins showdown with Rory, which is at the same place as the Zozo. But I think now, could that potentially be in jeopardy? Yeah, potentially. It could be. Things like that are quick, though. I mean, it's it's August 28th. Not for that guy. No, not for him. And I, who knows That's when he's going to pick up a club again. But I'm not. Here's the deal. And I've been consistent with this since day one. Wake me up in March with Tiger. Wake me up with the players. You know, wake me up when there's tangible yeah. golf being played, when major championship season comes around. Because with him, his off seasons are going to be so much about rest, rehab, and recuperation. For me, the last thing I'm going to do with Tiger is start worrying until we get to April. And for those that were worried about him last year going into April, what happened? You he know? Did all right. He did all right. So he won the Masters, and he was probably – hung over after winning the Masters, which, by the way, Caddy, you can help people with that. Not help people. I have the cure. The only cure. And can I just tell you, bro, that was one of the most pro segues in the history of segues. And then you ruined it by acknowledging it. You got to just keep going. Well, no, nah, man. Let, I, <laughs> come on. that's It was the, all about the timing. Well, so, uh, I'm so, saying. So people listening would have been like, oh, good segue. But now you pointed out the joke. Anyway, go ahead. No, man. I give you mad props for it. <laughs> did you not give me mad props for that segue that I did? I did, but you're never and- good at him. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Regardless, we are talking about hangovers. See, now this has turned into maybe one of us has one. No, we don't. You know why? Because we got the cure for it. It's called Blowfish. Blowfish for hangovers. I'm telling you, this product right here. This is what this may be one of the only we we get to talk about a lot of things on the podcast, but this is one thing that both Maddie and I have used, like literally have used it. It is a hangover remedy. That's it. And it's the only one that's recognized as effective by the FDA. So there you go. It's basically you take two tablets, you drop them in water and then you drink it after the fizzing stops. If you don't feel better in like 15 to 20 minutes, you get your money back. Like seriously, if it doesn't work, you get your money back. Well, you get your money back after your hangover gets away finally, which if it takes more than 20 minutes, it ain't a hangover that you got. This is Blowfish, and it works. I swear by it. Blowfish for hangovers. Here's the deal. Right now they're offering our listeners 20% off at hangovers.com slash caddy. That's hangovers.com. Slash C A D D I E. 20% off your first order of Blowfish for Hangovers at hangovers.com slash caddy. 
you got to trust us on this because we both can tell you the proof is in the pudding. Yeah, it's there. And with this discount, it's pretty much a dollar a hangover. So have at it, y'all. Giddy up. Yeah, have fun, and then you'll have something to escape the fun the following morning. Uh, coming up next on Maddie and the Caddy, I have signed a club deal. I'm I'm off the market. <sighs> I'm off the market with clubs. What? At the same time, I taught Caddy how to do something yesterday that he's not even aware of. We'll have that coming up next on Maddie and the Caddy. You know, Kyle, like, how would you rate my hair, Collins? How would you rate it? Um, it's solid. It's pretty solid, man. I, I'm going to have to, on a scale of one to 10, I'm going to give you like a nine. Okay. It's full. It's, you know, thick. Yeah. I, you know why you get a nine? I give you a, I'm not going to give you a full 10 because it's the fact that you can get up and be out the door from when you wake up in about 17 minutes, including shower means you. You have hair that you don't have to spend a lot of time on to get it looking like that, so that's only a nine. Okay. Well, See? I would imagine for people like you, losing hair sucks, and two out of three guys will experience hair loss by the time they're 35. Introducing Keeps, the easiest and most affordable way to keep the hair you have. These FDA-approved products used to cost so much, but now thanks to Keeps, they're finally inexpensive and easy to obtain for five minutes now and starting at just $10 per month. You'll never have to worry about hair loss again. Again, it's easy. Sign up. Less than five minutes. A licensed physician is going to review your information online and recommend the right treatment for you. Then it's shipped right to your door every three months. If you suffer from hair loss, the last thing you need to wait is to see a doctor. With Keeps, there's finally a way to get the help you need when you need it. For a limited time, receive your first month of treatment for free. Go to keeps, K-E-E-P-S dot com slash Maddie. That's keeps dot com slash Maddie. K-E-E-P-S dot com slash Maddie. All right. So you know that uh, on the podcast, we have fun with, you know, because we're everyday guys. We love playing golf just like everybody. And we, yep. we, we try out equipment and we, we do all of that. And we have Lots. fun doing it. Anytime we get a chance. And yesterday, I had the privilege and honor of going out to the Titleist facility. Where I still haven't been. In a Cushnet, Massachusetts. It's their Manchester Lane testing facility, of which Tiger and some of the greats in golf have gone to test things to get fitted for some Titleist equipment. And let me tell you, Kyle, Eric, all of those guys out there, First class experience with how they do this. I mean, Caddy, I've you, never even been to that. I've never been to that facility. You got to see it. Look, I mean, I've been the, to Ping. I've been to PXG. I've been to one of the. I've been to well, it used Nike doesn't have it anymore, but I've been to the old Nike one, but have never been to Titleist or TaylorMade. Yeah, I've been to Nike back at the oven west of Fort Worth. I did something. Yeah, with me them too. Years ago. Yeah, but the Titleist facility. It is absolutely incredible. Also, shout out to Brett Garrett, who was out there. It was in the middle of nowhere when you go to the testing facility. I'm driving down this neighborhood, and there were kids <laughs> so There were kids waiting out for the bus with their moms. Right. And I'm driving, and when I got the address from them to go out there for the fitting, they're like, oh, there's not a number, just Manchester Lane. You'll see it. I'm like, what are they talking about? 
Like, Which a, makes you nervous at first. It does. Because you're like, yo, this is a setup, man. Hey, Somebody's yeah, so, coming to get no, me. No, it's funny you say that because <laughs> then I make my left down Manchester Lane like they say to. Well, I think yep. it was a right. Made a right down Manchester Lane. And I'm going down this neighborhood street and there's abandoned buildings and and mm-hmm. all of a sudden I'm like, what is going on? This is how the horror movie starts. Right. And my GPS. is a cha-cha-cha. And I'm approaching <laughs> where... They say I should be on the GPS and still nothing. So then there's trees. I'm like, oh, my God, where the hell am I? And out of nowhere, at the end of a street, it's like, there's there's like a spotlight of God's sun on some of the greenest grass you'll ever see. You feel like it should be making that twinkling noise? like I feel like I needed music. <laughs> and everything needed to be in slow motion. So, because <laughs> everything's badass in slow oh, motion. So we did. We did the fitting. The facility is phenomenal. The short game area they had actually installed. This is a funny story. So at the range where yeah. they do the fittings for people, right? Um, you know they used to do them for all of all of their clients. Well, Tiger being one of their clients back in the day, he would hit the ball so far he would hit it into the trees out in the forest and they could never get an accurate reading on anything because the ball would go into the woods. <laughs> and so they had to build him his own tee box, probably 150 to two yards back from the driving range. So he could hit balls, hit the driver to get an idea of what it was, you know, distance was doing for him. And wow. so, I mean, there, Mago, there's, it, it is pristine. And so I had that experience going to the, the fitting facility and the testing yeah. facility from there eric they took me over to the ball plant three facility in new bedford mass now if you don't know this ball plant three ball Wait, plant three yeah now everybody knows like we'll be honest i am i'll be the first one to say i am a golf ball somewhat of a golf ball snob and and that so bad to the fact where when I was caddying for Omar Uresti, he was a Callaway guy, and I still went to the Titleist trailer and was like, "Hey, can I get some golf balls?" And you know what? Because I would not play the golf balls he were playing was you, terrible. You need to do based on what I saw on how they are as meticulous as I've ever seen about making every ball the exact same. The great part about this, first of all, I got to go up to this place and do a video on dude, it for us for well, ESPN.com. I mean, and if you you that's what I was going to talk about here in a minute with with the videos. But if you go and you like, no one I didn't know that every ball made in the world minus Japan and Korea, every ball, Titleist ball made in the world is made at this facility in New Bedford, Massachusetts. Everyone, that's, that's crazy. The production of them is over three hundred thousand a day. <laughs> and I learned so Which much. Which is an unfathomable number. Well, when, when, when you see with just the thing, like you would think, yeah, three hundred thousand. Wonder what that looks like. Oh, I, I saw. I mean, they have bins. We were walking by bins of Pro V ones where they had just finished the production, and there were nine thousand of them just in a bin. <laughs> and then you know you when you go on this tour by the way I do want to put this out for the patron you can take free tours now if you go to titleist.com 
They've now opened it up for people to take tours. They do them on Mondays really? and Fridays. So, yeah, go to Titleist.com. Small groups, but it's worth it if you're in the area to come see this. So, Titleist.com, and they'll hook you up with a place to – well, with an idea of when you can get your tour. So, I learned so much about the, the Titleist, the company, and I do want to share a couple of things with, with the patrons. So you have a better idea of the company. All right, so Philip Young, he founded Titleist. Okay. You want to know why he founded Titleist? No. Because he was playing golf back in the early 30s, and he when he would be putting and hitting the ball, he was like, something just doesn't feel right, the way that the ball's moving. I'm a pretty decent putter. I'm a pretty accurate putter. The ball's just swaying a little left. The ball's just swaying a little right. What is going on back in the 30s? So he, so he goes to his buddy, who was a local doctor, and he goes, hey, I'm convinced something's wrong with my ball. Can we go x-ray this ball at your office? Shut up. So I can see. This in the 30s? Yes. So I can see what's going on. (laughs) They x-ray the ball, and sure enough, he proved that the core of the ball was off center. Wow. So what he did was. Stop. Yeah. So he made it his goal in life to get the right core, rubber, everything perfect to where it is always in the center. Every single one is in the center. They still have x-ray technology at the plant to make sure that each and every ball is made with the core in the center. That's crazy. Now, the one thing I did know about Titleist that I found out a couple years ago when I was at the the, uh, PGA Tour show in Orlando, Mm -hmm. the merchandise show, um, on their, I think it was the... 70th, 75th anniversary. Uh, on tour, the Titleist reps used to wear white coats. Yep. And that's how they would get recognized. And then each tour pro, if you were a Titleist pro, you would get these chips. So you would take your chip over to the white coat and they would give you your Titleist for the week. And they had then the practice ones and the game ones as well. Like they had everything. Which is crazy. I mean, yeah. what their process of how they made, they're so meticulous with it. My favorite story of the day, though, was a woman named Helen Robinson. She worked for the executives at around 1935. She was a secretary for them. Uh-huh. And so they go up to her and they were looking for a logo for Titleist. They gave her a piece of paper because she had beautiful penmanship, and they said, hey, can you write the word Titleist? And the way that she wrote the word Titleist on a piece of paper because she had such good penmanship became the Titleist logo in 1935 that we see today. So, kids, learn how to write cursive because you never know. I'm telling you, right? man. Like, that's awesome. It, when <laughs> you don't realize, and when you're going through this plant, this ball plant, and you see, like, Spieth has been there. Adam Scott showed up because he's a Titleist lifer. He showed up in his green jacket after he won the Masters to thank oh. everybody and go on the tour. But when you see, and I'm telling you, I've always been one of those people that's like, oh, I'm not good enough. It doesn't matter what kind of ball you use. When you get into the uh-huh. science of the ball, it is absolutely mind-blowing 
the science and scientists that take the effort and time to put into a golf ball. <laughs> and they're making 300,000 of them. They have people that have worked at this factory for 50-plus years. See, man, you know how I geek out on stuff like this. I was, any kind of history stuff, any kind of stuff that's historic, those kind of things, like that same was Guinness, same at the Bushmills, like with the whiskey, and then Guinness with the Guinness, like all this kind of historical stuff, and with Titleist having been around for so long, I would – so you would love there. it. You would absolutely love it. And I kept, I said afterwards, I'm like, man, I didn't like losing golf balls before, but now I'm going to get <laughs> pissed when I lose one of your balls because I saw everything that it went into making one of them. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, the other thing about stuff like that too, when you realize, you go, hold on, man, our Titleist for that price, are they really that much better? And then you see the science behind everything, and you're like, uh, yeah, yeah, they're kind of actually kind of are. They're kind of <laughs> kind of kind of better. So I would implore anyone listening, or Michael, when you're up in this area again, we have to go back up there because it has been abs. It was it was mind blowing everything that goes into making a golf ball. But indirectly, I taught you something that I would like you to bear witness to, that while yesterday for me was one of the best golf days I've had in my life, going to the fitting facility and then going to the golf ball plant, the ball plant three, while I was doing that, not only was I thinking about me and the experience, I was actually thinking of the show because in my Instagram story, I mentioned Maddie Nakati in every one so that then I could share it with the patrons on Maddie Nakati. So... I just, you know, what I I was getting a, a once in a lifetime opportunity, so, but I, you I know, thought I, this yeah, was but, a teaching experience, but it sounded more like a bragging. But but what I did was what I did was I was just awesome you know you are. <laughs> I just wanted to let you know that I thought about everyone else other than myself. Something often then, in your wait. social media experience that you don't do. That's all it is. Again, that's all, look, that's all I'm saying. I thought this was something, <laughs> a teaching experience. So, Where there was nothing humble about that brag. It, it nothing. Wasn't, it wasn't a brag. It was more of like, hey. Oh, no, it was a brag. No, I, it was, Yeah, that's a brag. I think you misread. That's look what I do and what you don't do. Hey, <laughs> look how awesome I am. <laughs> now, look how selfish you are and how awesome I am. That's right. See? See, yeah, okay. well, what I think you could do is when you're like, you know, you're palling around with all your celebrity buddies that you don't get on the podcast, at least <laughs> what you could do is share the videos with the patrons on Maddie and the Caddy, you know, and help grow the show. But that's just me. That's just oh. how I choose to handle it. <laughs> <laughs> I just do my thing. Okay. Well, you know what? The next time that I'm up there, yeah, I'll do that too then. Oh, just for that moment that the story that they've already seen? I've already shared it with the patrons. How about this? Because the week that we are going to be out at the Junior PGA Championship. Yep, which I can't wait for. Two days previous, yep. I got to go out there early because PXG is having an event. Excellent. Did they know that you traded them in? I didn't trade them in. You went on this here program and said you were making a club switch. I said I I, I changed clubs. I changed my clubs. Yes. Okay. I did that. change. I didn't trade them in. I still got them. Well, you know what I meant. Like, kept yeah. Them but it's like you know what? It's like when you it's when you bench your putter. Which, by the way, I just did. See, I'm I'm all titleist. Which again is another titleist thing. 
this is something, another one that I want to do and actually have talked to him about. Scotty Cameron? Yeah. Just because you work at Titleist does not get you into the Scotty Cameron area. Correct. Like, Scotty Cameron is Willy Wonka of Titleist. Like, his stuff is so secretive, even Titleist people can't just get in there. Which is funny. And I said, hey, let's do something fun where you get locked out of your own place and we got to break in. And he was like, yes, that would be hilarious. Because it actually could happen. Where he could get locked out of his own facility and would have to lose. No, like, but you're right about Mission that. Mission Impossible. Like, like yeah. when you go, when you go to this uh, fitting facility, you see literally every style of shaft, club head, club series, driver, Vokies, everything. And then you have to go to a certain area. When we were looking at the grips, I'm going to get. There's a back area where there's a whole foot joy section of which Titleist owns. Yep. And the shoes were back there, but then tucked in that little cove, there may or may not have been a couple of Scotty Cameron putters hanging around. Yeah. And the wedge place is different, too, because right. Vokey. That's right. It's, so, look, I'm telling you, man, I I nerd out over golf equipment to begin with. Yeah. And I nerd out over the ins and outs of how the business and the industry is run. You know, anybody can go and book a fitting at this facility. Anybody can do that. And the tour of the ball plant, Mike, I'm telling you, as nerdy as you can be about some things, you, know you would sit in there. It's a 90-minute thing. Oh, and That ain't long enough. I mean, they make <laughs> the sheets of rubber that they – I mean, you wouldn't – little things that you're like, no shit. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Right. That's you're what it like, is. what? Yeah. Yeah. So it Geeking out. See, that's awesome. Okay, well, but what I'm promising is that when I go out for this, because you're not going to believe what's coming out, right? When I go out for this PXG thing mm-hmm. to see this new whatever, whatever, I will do a story. Okay. And what I'm allowed to put out at the time, because I know some of this stuff is embargoed from what I've been told, but I will do all the story stuff on Instagram tagging. Maddie and the caddy. Thank you. A year and a half in being a team player, I love you for it. I, but I've been doing it now since the last time we talked about it. Remember our last Maddie and the caddy? We'll call it the in counseling podcast. <laughs> since then, I have been very good about sharing stuff on Maddie and the caddy. Stuff that w- would pertain to our podcast. I've been good. You this know? is good. We're all I've growing. Really we're good. all growing together. We're just yeah. We're trying to grow. We're trying to be. We're trying to grow people. the show. Yes. You got to yes. tell your friends because if we don't grow the show, they're going to pull the plug, and we don't want that. <laughs> no, no, can't have that, man. <laughs> we can't have that. We got to be. We're doing our thing. We're hitting a good stride. Like yeah. this is this. We only made the first turn. We ain't even on the backstretch. No, yet. are you so, kidding me? We're just at the halfway house snack shack. <laughs> You know, I'm just I haven't even And as we said, the season like we could say, hey, the season's over. Well, kind of. Don't forget. This week, Corn Ferry Tour Championship. Well, would you call it the tour championship? The twenty five championship. So the twenty five guys who played on the web dot com slash corn fairy tour because it became corn fairy this year. 25 guys already got their card. 25 more guys will have their card Sunday night. And that'll be the 50 guys that get their card from the Corn Ferry Tour. 
because you have these they they have a three playoff event as well. So a guy like Victor Hovland has pretty much locked up his card. Bo Hostler close to locking up his card. One a couple of buddies, one buddy of mine who I really is close is Joseph Bramlett, who great comeback story, who also had some serious health issues and went away for I don't know two or three years. He's got a chance. I love seeing that, like getting your card back. Some of those oh. guys, I know our boy Bo Hostler went down for a bit yeah. to try to get yeah. it that way. And, so. and he he looks like he's getting it. Yeah, he's, he did. He tweeted. I think he tweeted he's, got the card he's back. He's good to go. Yeah, yeah. he's so good to go. There's good stories down in the Corn Ferry, too. Do you know what Corn Ferry is, by the way? I have no I I know, number one, Corn is spelled like the heavy metal group. Yeah, like the shock rock group. Yeah. Yeah. I'll and, tell you what it is because I just looked it up because I really wanted to know. Right. Corn Ferry is a global organizational consulting firm synchronizing strategy and talent to drive superior performance for our clients. You know what that means they make? Nothing. (laughs) (laughs) What do you manufacture? Nothing. Don't make anything. Cross them off the potential sponsor list. Wait. I'm not saying what you do isn't important. I'm not saying that you don't have something very valuable to all kinds of people out there. All I'm saying is, is they don't make can anything. I go yeah, to the factory good. and see what you make? You know, because we don't have a factory. Cool. There's plenty of play. Look, banks don't make anything. Yeah, they it's do. Not, they don't money. produce the money. No, banks don't make it. They just hold it. Mints make money. See? Aware. Thank you. Now, trying to get me in trouble. All right. So, how are you throwing corn fairy, that, away corn like fairy, that? that? That was caddy, by the way. If I need some, <laughs> if I need to, if I need professional consulting for synchronizing strategy and talent to drive superior performance, you're my people. Um, <laughs> you for the second consecutive year, <laughs> for the second consecutive year, Collins. Collins drafted the worst fantasy team what? in the league. We had our fantasy draft last night. We had a league of 12 of us here at ESPN. Nice of you and to put the fantasy draft on when I actually have to do a show. I'm not thinking of you when I schedule things. Exactly. You're only you thinking have, of me because – wait. How is my draft bad? I'm, I'm going to go over your squad. Since all of these other knuckleheads went straight <laughs> chalk. Oh. Like you talk about – all everyone did was it was basically – Everyone else just went, who's the highest rated player out? Yeah, give me that one. Yeah. Give me that one. Give me that There's one. There's a reason they're rated that high. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, wait a minute. This from the same dude who earlier in this podcast was like, why is it going to be a change? You can't. Like, that is the how does that, weakest. How does that well, apply to this? I mean, it's the jump, but it's a dot to connect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, by jump, it's like Grand Canyon. No, no, it ain't that far of a leap. I'm just saying, look, it's so easy to just go chalk because you were the one that was like, you know, hey, it's now. And if we're looking towards the future, who cares what a dude did last year? Like, it's nice what they did last year. You know, but the that rankings, doesn't guarantee you know performance the, for next year. You know, the rankings are based on projections for this season. <laughs> are based on what? Projections this season. Right. So they did what so far? 
not play any what games. They, uh, what they do so far? Not play any games. <laughs> I know what you're trying to walk me into, and I'm not. I don't gonna, have to walk you in there. How, you just said it mean, for me. It's based on projections. Yeah, well, you know what? Were, I'm projected no, to win the Powerball man. on Thursday. Yeah, because they didn't, haven't played any games. You dope. They there can't you go. I'm gonna win Powerball on Friday oh, because God. they haven't had the drawing yet. This is okay. So absolutely absurd. No, By it the ain't. way, your team is awful. No, it's not. My team. Look, at least this time. I knew how to set up the auto draft so if I missed the pick, the person that I wanted would I would get, which I did this year. I think you have <coughs> three good players. What? Three. Deshaun Watson, Nick Chubb, Michael Thomas. Those are your three best players. Okay. Derrick Henry, like don't love. It's a PPR. He doesn't do great in PPR. You went Homer without Sean Jeffrey. Not Homer. I, he was the highest at the time when it was my turn to draft. He was the highest rated receiver out there. Oh, that's funny. Guess who just went chalk? But no, no, you don't get to call me a Homer when the highest rated receiver was that guy. Like, it's not like I was like, he was seven down the list and I picked him because he's an eagle. Jack- I did that with Deshaun Jackson. Our boy, our boy <laughs> at Jackson. Least I admit that up. one. Our boy, Jack, our boy Jackson, who's filling in, producing the podcast today, he's literally in the other side of the room laughing because he knows if this was a fight, they'd stop it. If we were opposing lawyers, your client would be found so guilty they'd kill him twice. You are a walking contradiction to yourself. If we were opposing lawyers, you would have already been locked up for contempt <laughs> in the first seven minutes. <laughs> yeah, Look. I would be standing there alone in the courtroom looking at an empty table across from me because my opponent would be locked up for contempt oh. of court. Yeah, you caught me for in a what grizzled you day, would be man. Saying, I know. I know. I'm I already of- know. You would have been ripping the judge. Been like, really, you wore a navy blue? I'm you wore a navy blue robe, sir, ma'am? Like, Man, I am sick of <laughs> that. You wouldn't even say your honor, and I'd be like, hot. Really? Uh, hey, man, I'll... Uh, I'll holler at you when they tell me how much bail you need. <laughs> Just absurd. All right. So <laughs> your fantasy team stinks. But you, you hear, I will say that here's what I did with mine, and, and I thought of you the whole time. Because every other year, the fourth pick is a gold mine because you're going to get one of the top four running backs. Well, one of the top four running backs hasn't signed a contract yet, <laughs> and he's hanging out in Cabo. And I wasn't touching Zeke because the whole time I'm thinking – you can't Remember draft Zeke Le'Veon Bell <laughs> because I gave Collins crap for an entire year for taking Le'Veon Bell. I was going to say, bro, you gave me a farm full of manure all year. for the year. I pretty much only because I was I thought and listened to all the pundits like this year with Zeke. It's like, oh, it's hold. I'll be two games at the most. It'll be two games at the most. And now looking at it, I'm like this is not going to be two games. My favorite thing that they're saying which is why I purposely stayed away from Zeke. They're like, oh, he's working out and staying in shape down in Cabo. You know why you go down to Cabo? Not, <laughs> Not to get to in shape. Not to stay in shape. Yeah, that's what Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right. He'll show up in the best shape of his career after moonlighting in Cabo for the As last month. As Pat Perez says, that's high-altitude alcohol training. <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous. <laughs> what are you working out? Well, forearms. I'm just I'm, – I'm doing – Curls with margaritas. Yeah, seriously, just just working on my latest Pacifico curl. <laughs> Can you bench press Patron? <laughs> All right, so 
I will tell you what with, else you got going on this week. So with my first pick, I, I took DeAndre Hopkins fifth. It's a points per reception league PPR, so I had to go with the shirt like the number one player at some position because I wasn't taking Zeke. Uh, so tomorrow Thursday, I start my college football gig. We have a uh, doubleheader Thursday on right. ESPN. Uh, me, Joey Galloway, Jesse Palmer. Uh, Friday we have a doubleheader, and then Saturday it all starts. Week one, my friend. Woof. It's gonna be a good one. So so excited, bro. Yeah, man, I can't wait. So I'm I'm excited for the week to start. Which good again is why we're gonna be doing this on Wednesdays because right. I'll be coming back in Wednesday morning for Sports Center. So we know that we have a locked in time every week to pump this thing out and hopefully yes. uh, give you more litigation. To thank God we're not lawyers. <laughs> That's uh, but see, this gives me time now to I work on my Instagram game. I'll be watching the Corn Fairy Final. <laughs> <laughs> And I'll be doing some research <laughs> on all the stuff that they offer. Yeah, so I could. But they're I mean, not. Now, they're not offering you if you need. Now I actually, you know what I mean? I gotta, I gotta get something from them, and I gotta pay full price for it because you just messed it up, throwing me under yeah, the bus yeah, like I that. I messed it up. I'm the one. That's yeah. Let again. me tell you something. If you need synchronizing strategy and talent to drive your superior performance, you're not getting it from them. Who knows? Maybe they can help me with the Instagram thing. You don't know. That's true. See, ah, see. Now get back in that jail cell, contempt of court, boy. <laughs> but the other thing that I'm going to get to do this weekend, and the reason at the beginning why I had to whisper my name was, my tax stamp came back. Your what? See, you don't know nothing about that. But people that do know, when your tax stamp comes back, and I get to go spend some time at the range. Things get quiet. What does that Quiet. mean? What is it? What do we talk? This just got weird. What no, we- no. Tax stamp is is uh, it means you you get your silencers. Uh, uh oh. See. Oh. So I oh. got my silencers. You can take video of that. Yeah. All right. Will you yeah. share it? I got three of them. Yeah. Oh, you're the guy that's in a neighborhood like block party that when no no the apocalypse comes. <laughs> oh yeah, get to my house. Get to my house. Even <laughs> hey, look, my ten year old Bray, my ten year old can he'll protect you. Oh, because one of them is for him. Yeah, real quick, he's fa- he's fantastic with the Bray's fantastic. Oh, uh, that's from last week. Yeah, I before know. we get out of here, it's paid off. Yeah. How'd your son do? You made the trip from Atlanta oh. to Gainesville for the first game. He was starting at running back. How do so you? So last week tour championship. Um, I I didn't have to have my sports center duties on Thursday because my 12-year-old had his first football game middle school he was starting running back so i surprised him i drove five and a half hours down it was awesome he sees me he runs over and as a 12-year-old boy who's hitting puberty like your dad's not cool anymore he's kind of like he don't know nothing is dumb i get a big giant hug from him and he's like oh my gosh dad i'm so glad you're here thanks for coming and I'm like, of course, man, I'm not going to miss your first game. And I knew how much it meant to him, which was that moment was worth the five-and-a-half-hour drive anyway. He gets in. He gets the first handoff of the game, first play of the game, takes it nine yards, eight to nine yards, looks fantastic. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Second play of the game, runs an off tackle, cuts back a little bit, doesn't quite get back to the line of scrimmage, but still not too bad. This is eight-man football that they're playing. Jumps up, goes over to the sideline, and about five or six minutes later, I'm like, what? This dude's still not back in the game, and I'm looking around, and I see him over on the sideline, shoe off, sock off. Two plays, sprained ankle, (laughs) which now we have found out 
two days ago after getting an x-ray on Monday because his foot was still bothering him that it looked like he broke his growth plate. What? In the foot. Yeah, so he's in an air cast for three weeks. Oh, man, so I'm sorry. So five and a half hours one way to see two plays. Oh, And then I had to drive five and a half hours back and got up there at like three o'clock in the morning. Now, is this the one who broke stuff. his wrist? Not, yeah, this is the – so here is my 12-year-old's football career so far. Amazing sports center worthy interception on the last game last year breaks the wrist going down to the ground. Second play of his second season play football breaks the growth plate in his foot and is going to be in the air cast for three weeks. So tell you what, my man's got character, though. Yeah. Breaking bones. But you know what he did tell his mom? What's that? I don't know how much longer my football career is going to last. Yeah, because you got Andrew Luck out there telling <laughs> him, you know. He's mad. He is mad. All right, so this has been a golf, fantasy, football, football podcast. <laughs> we hope that you enjoyed all of it. We span the globe. Uh, next week we'll get into politics, and it's going to be great for everyone. <laughs> don't even hey, think about it. You know what I seriously want to do, though? Starting next week, I think you and I should do weekly picks against the spread in either NFL or college and just have some fun with it. Yeah, I'm cool with that. All right. So we'll do Absolutely. that next we'll week. We'll do one of each. Let's pick a college game and a pro game. So we'll do that starting. Yeah, because the NFL starts next week. So we'll do one of each against the spread. we got to do an odd number. So we'll do three. We'll do one week. We'll do two college, one NFL. The next week we'll do uh, one college, two NFL. Yep. Okay. So we'll get that started. Uh, it's the best time of the year. Cause we'll get, you know, we're going to start doing some off-season conversation with some guests and whatnot. Uh, so looking forward to it. I uh, hope everyone enjoys the final two or three months, at least up, if you're up in the northeast, of golf season. And, uh, look, we're going to be here for you every week. That's what we're going to do. That's what we do. All right, homie. Love you. Have a good weekend. And uh, we'll Word. talk next week. And love you too, man. At Maddie and Caddy, M-A-T-T-Y, the word N-C-A-D-D-I. Enjoy the week. Talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to Maddie and the Caddy. Check out more great ESPN podcasts in the ESPN app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Maddie and the Caddy.